get caught at mom's crib or at Vaughn's crib. Eat a funny dinner with the fam. Church every Sunday, 8 o'clock a.m. And even if I fell asleep in the back row, I play sick. No matter what, man, I still had to go. 80s, baby. He's a DJ, I'm the rapper. He's a DJ, I'm the rapper. 80s, baby. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the milestone edition tonight of the X-Cast, because this is episode number 100 of the X-Cast. It's day 5,400 in the search for Tim Shevelday. I'm your host, Josh Houselander. With me, as always, my podcasting pal, Adam Hernandez. What's up, man? How you doing? It was a lively uh, politics show, wasn't it? We did, it? yeah. We're, we're, got our, we're getting a late start tonight because we went extra long and had a real good show on Politics of the Empire tonight with Dorf. I had two I guys who it. love listening to the sound of their own voice. Oh, yeah, you and Dorf, I know. <laughs> I <was talking>. <laughs> <laughs> were, are two guys who, were they both Dorf? The guys that love... <laughs> one was Dorf and the other was... It was me. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, I, I do love the sound of my own voice. I know. Yeah. Almost as much as Adam does. <laughs> um, but hey, episode number 100, man. We we made it. Yeah, this we is, did. We've been uh, 100 episodes of the X-Cast. Um, is that the longest we've done a show together? Did we do more than 100 yes. with the majors? Yes, we did we more did. than 100 with the majors. Yeah, I know I, you guys are up at over 200 now I with think, the majors. Line. No, we're over 300. Over 300 with yeah. the majors. Line. Yeah. That's, we've done well over 100. Okay. Um did what how how long were we on the majors together did we get to 200 or no yeah okay me and you got to yeah, 200 I, on the majors i think you got up to like they get it up to like 175 on the majors maybe i think it like did that. i just couldn't remember if me and you got to 200 or if 200 Actually, was that was it, with the new crew or did it get up to two i think it might have gotten up to 245 with with you and i yeah okay on it and nick yeah. too um and scott originally and artifact originally yeah there's well. there's quite a lot of people <laughs> yeah because yeah. it, it took it took like the it took kind of the mold from the older grouty episodes right there was like shit like 10 people oh yeah on on an on an episode and some god that was... yeah no initially the majors was there was five hosts on that show I, yeah it got yeah. You, me, uh, Nick, Scott, and Artifact, yeah. and uh, Chris I mean, and yeah. Scott would kind I mean, of then like switch off. Yeah, I mean sometimes you'd have uh, you'd have Pete or Diggler on there. That's sometimes, true. Originally, yeah, yeah that's sometimes, true. Uh, I think Goof made an appearance at one point. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess to give kind of like a little background, I mean, the Majors Live, which is our now our longest running show, this being our the second longest running show. With, for in the whole I think Empire so, Media yeah. family, yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, but I mean, still, hundred episodes of this is awesome, but still dwarfed by the over three hundred with uh with the Majors Live. But yeah, Majors Live technically started as a, a segment on Detroit Grouty Radio, mm-hmm. and then branched off to its own show. But yeah, it was fun. Good the the good old days of podcasting. <laughs> but that's that's not us anymore. Now we're well into the hundreds. It was kind of funny too because before before we did the politics show tonight, we were talking about grouty and kind of yeah <laughs> going over the whole grouty just culture. Uh, yeah, with with dwarf. And... Well, yeah, yeah, because we're talking to dwarf who who's younger than us a little bit, and he's uh. You know, I and mean, he's been podcasting with us for quite a while now and, you know, has done a, a whole bunch of shows himself, too. But he 
Adam made the comment about how me especially, but him and I would never be able to run for uh, for public office no. um, because of what we've said on podcasts over the years. And Dorf kind of took issue with that at first. This all happened off air, but he just said, "Oh, that's not true, guys. You know, I, th- I don't, I don't think that's true." And and Adam was kind of like, "Dude, you obviously haven't listened to the old Detroit Rowdy Radio, have you?" Because <laughs> if they dug that stuff up, we're... it got it got it got pretty bad. Yeah, it got pretty bad. It was. Uh, Pretty pretty grotesque at times, yeah. actually. So, so if you ever are listening to the X Cast and think, "Wow, these guys are kind of childish," or these guys are, um, you know, kind of, uh, you know, dumb. Uh, yeah, kind of. That's like you you. Have, this has got nothing on Detroit Rowdy Radio. Yeah. <laughs> the the dumb stuff we say on here from time to time is uh, is nothing. And uh, yeah, I mean, we we make our you know fair share of, like you know fart jokes and stuff here, but <laughs> but. Uh, Nothing like the good old days. Yeah, I have a feeling some of the Detroit Rowdy Radio stuff would have made uh, Howard Stern cringe, but but that's not us anymore. We've we've grown as podcasters. Yes, we're more mature now. Yep. With that being said, uh, dude, you see the Avengers yet? Nope. <laughs> well, I did. Midnight show. Um, hey, if, if people haven't seen the Avengers and you haven't yet, you know. Turn down, turn down your radios, and by radio I mean whatever internet device you're you're watching or listening on. But uh, this this isn't all about spoilers. I just wanted to talk about the Avengers a little bit because man, I just I loved it, dude. You gotta you gotta get caught up on the the MCU, the Marvel movies, because just as a comic book nerd from way back, man, they really just did such a great job. Uh, and I'm not getting paid to say this or anything. Don't you know? I'm not I'm not trying to. Disney doesn't need my help, yeah. but uh, but man, really, just they what a great job they did at just wrapping it all up and just bringing it all in. I I absolutely love it, and I'm sure we got some more MCU movies coming. I know they're making another Spider Man, and I think they're gonna make what another um, definitely make another Guardians. I think because they got James Gunn back on board, they decided to forgive him for um, a mean tweet he made seven years ago or whatever their issue was with him. Um. Again, James Gunn's tweets got nothing on what we used to say on Detroit Gr- <laughs> <laughs> say and do on Detroit Grotty Radio back in the day. But um, yeah, I know they're. I, I hear they're making another Doctor Strange, so I know there is going to be some more. But this kind of really wrapped up the whole Avengers universe, and uh, very cool, man. Very cool, and even to the point where I remember watching the very first. My son actually reminded me of this. Because um, I'm such an awesome dad that I uh, brought him to the midnight show and then uh, drove him to school the next morning. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure he was really productive. I was waiting for a call from a teacher or something saying, "What? You know, your son was falling asleep all day or something." I don't know, but I didn't. I didn't, luckily. Um, but I remember he reminded me that when I saw the first Avengers movie, I was kind of butt hurt and I I wanted. I was mad that Captain America didn't say Avengers Assemble, mm-hmm. but then he you know, he finally said it in he this one, it. and it was like it was so perfect that I was just like, well, I don't know if that was pre-planned to have him not say it till the last one, but whether it was pre-planned or not pre-planned, it worked perfectly and just super cool, you know. You know what? I will. I will not. You and I aren't lockstep in our politics, but something I will trust you on and something i'm i'm pretty lockstep with you in is 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 movies 
Yeah, we. Um, I can't think of many movies that you and I have I, ever I, disagreed. I, I on. think. I think especially like nerd movies, especially Star Wars too. I think. Mm-hmm. I think you and I are in total agreement when it comes to the Star Wars universe. Yes. Um, Definitely. And I will say this: that it is quite the relief that Disney hasn't fucked up the Marvel universe right like oh. they have with the Star Wars universe cuz I was watch I mean May the 4th was yep. you know obviously this yep. past Saturday and on TV they usually do the marathon of of Star Wars movies they start from uh Phantom Menace and go all the way up to uh that garbage that was just released right. a couple years ago uh and man I will tell you that it is Seeing those new movies compared to the old ones is just it's it's such a it it it's such a travesty. It really is. It is dude. such a travesty, and I'm not I'm not I'm not saying you know the because uh, they did show Rogue One, they didn't show uh, Solo. Sure. Okay. Uh, but uh, Rogue One, like I've said many many times, did before, they show it in order in chronological order? Yes, they did. They, they didn't, okay, so they yeah. showed it between episode three and four. Yes, they oh, did. That's cool. they, they didn't do they didn't do the machete, um, <laughs> order or anything like that. They they. Showed it how I think how they're supposed to show it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, it's just it's it's just such a disappointment watching those older ones and then seeing the new quote-unquote movies. I know. But I'll tell you what, though. It is, it is such a relief to hear that the Avengers movie was done well mm-hmm. and done in a way that maybe it was supposed to be done because Disney has certainly developed a more recent track record of ruining franchises. Yes, that right. And uh, thank God. Thank God that that's not the case with the Avengers. And maybe it gives a little bit hope, too, that, uh, you know, in the age of reboots, because the Marvel Universe has been rebooted how mm-hmm. many times now, um, maybe Disney will do the right thing and reboot the Star Wars universe. Maybe, maybe, man. At I, least, I mean, I, and I'm just talking the, the first, the new movies that they right, did. Right, right. You know, I I'd love to see that. What what I think they just nailed so properly with the MCU is that, you know, they they made them great cinematic masterpieces, mm-hmm. and they but they still paid such great homage to the comics. Mm-hmm. But they seem to do such a good job of recognizing that. Some things just really aren't translatable from a comic book to a movie. You know, Mm -hmm. I love comics, especially I love old gold age, silver age, you know, bronze age comic era. I absolutely love those comics. And some of the stuff is so awesome, but some of it really is just too cheesy to (laughs) translate to to a movie. And they really seem to recognize that and do it properly. Mm-hmm. Uh, one like kind of little example I'll give because, um, you know, over the weekend afterwards, you know, obviously we don't have uh, Endgame on, uh, um, you know, on video yet, and we're I'm not going to pay to see it a hundred times, maybe once or twice more, but uh, <laughs> you know, so you know, my my son popped in uh, Civil War, which is one of my favorite. Favorite. I have seen that one. That it is a, it is such a, good, a movie. good one. It is a good movie. That, that's one of my favorite ones. So we pop that in. And one like kind of example I give is um, what they do with Red Wing, with Falcon mm-hmm. and Red Wing and that. Like they make him that little robot. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was such a, a great homage to the comics, yet recognizing that 
it can't go, can't really be done. Because in the comics, Red Wing is an actual falcon. Like, Falcon has a pet bird, <laughs> you know, that that flies around and helps him and all that stuff. But how dumb would that be in a movie? You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, really. Like, they made Falcon a really cool character in the movies. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, paid homage to the idea that, like, him and Cap are, like, buds. And he's kind of his sidekick, more like his partner. And they're just, like... They're, they're friends and they're buds. And Falcon was always a cool character in the comics. And he's a really cool character in the movies. But I like that they obviously recognize, like, we can't have him walking around with a bird. Well, <laughs> that I mean, be I stupid, mean, I mean these, Yeah, these companies do their best to, uh, to like, kind of get the primetime characters in one movie as opposed yeah. to, you know... If they would have gone through the comic, then there would have been kind of this weird... Uh, kind of like lineage to mm-hmm. some of these characters. Take, I mean, take for instance X Men. Um, well, actually, you know what? That might not be a good example because they didn't. No, yeah, they did. Um, yeah, they did. Never mind. Uh, they Nightcrawler and Mystique. Mm-hmm. Mystique is the mother of Nightcrawler. Yep. Now they could have done that in the movie. And I don't know if that would have been a little bit weird or I don't know how it would have messed with the storyline, but I kind of liked it the way that they did it in the movie where they weren't related. Yeah. Because if they were related, there would have just been, I don't know, there would have been much more story to it than needed to be told or even if they had time to tell it in the movie. I don't think they would have had time to tell it in the movie. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, if you want to go and read the actual, you know, or hear about the actual, you know, story to all of these characters, then go and read the comic books. Yeah, and and they kind of throw a little bit of homage to the idea that Mystique is Nightcrawler's Mm -hmm. mom, because, but they don't, they didn't make a movie about it. They don't really mention it, Mm -hmm. but they do kind of show you that, because then they showed one that was in what, the 60s in first class? Yes. And they show a very young Mystique. And the character who is Nightcrawler's dad is there as well. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have this idea where it's like, oh, well, there's Mystique and Nightcrawler's dad. And they're young. And, you know, so, okay. So they didn't, like, destroy it, but they yes. but they didn't really, no, and that's, like, and that's, they and didn't that's, build a, a movie around and that's, it. Either. And that's a good point. Who's Mystique's dad, or who's Nightcrawler's dad? Um, the, the red guy. Yeah, what's his name? Uh... Who's on your fantasy fantasy team? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow, crap! I can't remember his name. Because the other one was tsunami. Is right? Azrael or something like yes. that? Yes. Yeah. Azrael. Azul. Az- yeah. Is it Azul? I think yeah. Or Azazel or Azazel. something. Azazel. Yes. Azazel. Azazel. Yep. That's his name. Yeah. He's Good the call. demon-looking guy. Right. And in the comics, he actually is a demon. Is he a demon? Yeah, but in the he's a cool character. Yeah, he I is. Mean, he he's is very a... cool. He's very cool. Yeah, and in the in the movies, they make him more like, nah, he's just a mutant like the rest of them. You know what? I kind of like. I kind of like the. I kind of like the reboot that they did to the X Men. I did too. Yeah. I mean, I like how they started out in, you know, with the, the old X Men first class, mm-hmm. and I like I like that 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 storyline and that progression, and they eventually brought in. Um, Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen too, yeah. and, and that was cool. I yeah. liked when they no, did that and like because old Professor X and Young Professor X. Yes, together. because it had it had such a cool, you know, there there's 
such good actors from the first um, X-Men mm-hmm. set of movies. And there are also some really cool characters and some cool good actors from the new set of X-Men movies. And I like how they brought that together. I do think, though, that the, that the newer storyline, the newer reboot to all of it was a lot better. I mean, I... Um, what was it? Last Stand was on um, mm-hmm. a couple of nights ago, and I was like, th- I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, man, the new, the yeah, new just not version is just so much better yeah, than like all it was of this. okay at the time, but yeah. it's just not that good. Yeah. And that's and the last thing I would want to do is criticize Avengers Endgame because it is such a great film, such a, such an awesome movie. But the only thing missing from it, if you're watching, is like, oh man, it, God, it would have been so cool if. The Avengers and the X-Men weren't one owned by Disney and one owned by Fox. Yeah. You know, and never say never. Yeah. You know, maybe they'll culminate all of them together, but it's like, man, you know, there really could have been one end game movie with the Avengers and the X-Men and the Fantastic Four and, and all of them wrapped into one. Does that but... make you a little disappointed that they did this end game thing? Maybe they did it a little too soon before, you know, Disney maybe, could get those rights to. but I still too. feel like they could do it. Yeah, they, I feel like they could. Oh yeah, I mean, never say never when it comes back. to something like this. You know, they could bring it all back for something, and even some of the characters that you uh, that that don't make it out of this movie. You know, and I know I already told people that there could be spoilers, but I'm not going to bother to spoil that. Right? But but yeah, of course, there are some characters that don't make it out. But you know, in the X Men universe, they brought in multiple realities, and in this endgame movie they bring in time travel so you know what what's stopping you from bringing anybody back if you can hey, if you can time travel I'm, I'm still holding out hope they bring star wars into this galaxy <laughs> yeah, you know I, yeah it wouldn't bother me I'm, I'm telling you how fucking cool would that be if all of a sudden star wars came into you know the milky way galaxy because <laughs> yeah. if that happens then all of a sudden you're getting uh you're getting uh, Darth Vader going up against Iron Man. Right, right. Yeah, I, I, I would. I'd like to see uh, Darth, oh, Darth. Darth Vader would kill Iron Man. Yeah, Darth, Darth Vader. Uh, Darth Vader kills the Marvel Universe. I, yeah. I, I, I'd be at that movie. Oh my god, <laughs> be so good. And and Did Wolverine fight Boba Fett. Oh, that'd be good. <laughs> I'm so Wolverine would win that one. Probably. Yeah. Probably. I'm trying to think of some other good. Uh, you know, but I feel like before that, you know, yeah. is it, will Disney just buy DC already, and just and, and and do that right, and have a Marvel versus DC? Movie? I know, you know, you know, it's funny. You know, it's funny, Josh. Is this is like, because I think this is where we agree on some political <laughs> oh, yeah. issue when it comes to Monopoly yeah. and shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think our nerd tendencies are kind of taken over yeah. in this from this standpoint. Oh yeah, I totally want Disney to have a monopoly on comics. Yes, yes, please, please. You know, I don't even care if it was Disney. Just somebody have a monopoly on comics just so we can see, just so we can see Superman take on. I'd have thought, I've thought that my entire life, actually. As a kid (laughs) reading comics, I actually always wanted to like, would somebody just buy both these companies and yes. just make the comics all together? Yes, make them merge, and then we can have Superman take on right Galactus or Silver yeah, Surfer or exactly. something like that. And that they, would be yes, of course. There've been their handful of crossovers they've done over the years, but it's always just like a a what if type thing, yeah, of uh, multiverse crash or something. But and there are, and there are characters that resemble. Oh yeah, you know. definitely. I mean, courts have ruled that Marvel and DC are not allowed to sue each other anymore. 
because they've got beat off each other so many times (laughs) that it's just it's pathetic you know i mean you know marvel or dc has a character called deathstroke whose name is slade wilson and marvel has deadpool whose name is wade wilson (laughs) like like that's a coincidence like no you copied off them yeah i mean even even certain powers too i mean quicksilver and the flash yeah oh yeah. i mean it's thanos and dark side are the same freaking character They're, they're the same damn character. One is more known than the other, but... Right. Yep. Yeah, and now, yeah, Thanos seems to be the one more known. Thanos is the copy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thanos is the ripoff. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, I, I would love to... I, I, I would love to see that Monopoly happen. I'm not going to lie. You know? No, neither um, would I. It's so funny, too. I mean, I'm going back to Star Wars, but... Spielberg already hinted at the Star Wars universe infr- infringing on uh, on the Milky Way galaxy. Yeah, I mean it's already happened. It already happened in ET. Yeah, just make it happen again. Yeah, and and Lucas gave it credence when he put ETs in. Uh, yeah, ETs yes. in, in the Phantom Menace. So yep. it's there. It's there. I mean, the uh, the Milky Way does exist in um, in the Star Wars mm-hmm. universe. Even they say it too. I mean, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Right. So that's it's already implying that the Star Wars universe is out there. You just have to find a way to get there, <laughs> or they have to find a way to get make yeah, get which the, their technology is way better than ours. So they'll probably have to come to us. Yeah. Oh, okay. If it happened in a galaxy far, far away too, um, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, imagine where they are right now. Yeah. Technologically speaking, yeah, really, good point, good point. You know that that be that's kind of a a weird thing too. Is um is you know like they have their big like galactic senate or whatever in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. So is there like some like little group, some planet that like lays claim to the Milky Way, like like they, they're that's just part of their like sector? Well, I'm assuming it'd probably have to be a like, planet. They don't let those peons vote yet, but that's that's. <laughs> I'm assuming it would have to be a planet on the outer rim, right? Yeah, probably. And we're just like, we're like um, some like little tribe, and you know, like in in you know, off in uh, off in Africa somewhere that is technically part of the UN, but they don't even know it. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be like us in the Star yeah. Wars universe. <laughs> but you know what, guys? If you haven't seen Avengers Endgame yet. Even if you're not a comic fan, if you're not into this, it's a great movie. It really is. It's such a great movie. And, uh, yeah, just just go for it. Yeah. And, hey, you know, we're talking about all this crazy stuff. I'll reboot Star Wars, have a Marvel versus DC movie. And I've said this before, people, to like, like oh, I'm, I'm holding up for a Marvel versus DC movie. And people always have the same reaction. They always say, oh, come on, Josh, that's impossible. That will never happen. Well, guess what? I'm 38 years old, and if somebody told me when I was 14 that there would someday be an Ant-Man movie, <laughs> I'd have told them they were crazy. I just said, "Get the hell out of here!" Like they'd make an Ant-Man movie. Well, there—it's going to be a trilogy, okay? There's going to be a freaking <laughs> Ant-Man and Wasp trilogy, <laughs> and like blockbuster films. So yeah, yeah, I couldn't have guessed it. Stan Lee couldn't have guessed it, which is why he used to joke before he died about you know how he sold the rights to these movies in like the seventies because you know and for like nothing. Yeah, I mean Stan Lee made no money off the MCU at all, 
but hey, whatever. He he made his money. He had his you know his success and in other ways, and he'll always be remembered as a, yeah, a, as an bu- icon. They they made a Bumblebee movie, <laughs> right? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Not. Yeah. It would have been crazy to think when I was eight that someday there will be a live action Transformers, and now I'm sick of them. <laughs> just now I'm just like cut it out. Transformers. Are, are, the, are the Transformers movies aside from the Bumblebee movie horrible? I never even saw the Bumblebee movie. I wanted to because uh-huh. it was a throwback and I saw Soundwave in it, so uh-huh. I kind of want to see that. But, yeah, I mean, the, the first couple Transformers movies, I, I enjoyed them. But, yeah, I mean, they're they're kind of like Michael Bay, like, explosion fan fiction. I'm sorry. I hate, I hate Michael Bay. <laughs> I can't stand Michael Bay. I think his movies are shit. Yeah. Um, and then and they, there's, like, those two right in a row. I, the Transformers movies kind of run together. But there's those like two right in a row with like the the huge one and those two little cars who mm-hmm. are like the comic relief. It's like that was a hundred and twenty minute long dick and fart joke with robots in it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what that movie was. And and with that being said, like I kind of enjoyed it, I guess. Yeah. But like th- some of those movies, that's like all it was. It's like it's like you just you just like showed us giant robots while making dick and fart jokes and. You threw in uh, Megan Fox, who's hard to not want to look at all the time, and that was it. Yeah, and a whole bunch of explosions, and boom. <laughs> Where I mean, the MCU, the Marvel movies, especially the Avengers movies, that that's not them. They're such good movies. You know, they really are. They're just such good movies. Uh, you know, great character development, great movies, amazing action scenes. The you know the one we were talking about the captain america civil war i feel like they should sit down everyone in congress and make them watch that movie and and then at the end of it say like okay you're a republican okay you're a democrat which side do you think you are because i have a feeling like everyone's gonna say they're on the same side and it's like no i knew it one of you isn't (laughs) like you guys decide which 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 one are you you know you're not both captain america's side you're not in fact you're both kind of acting like iron man's side i'm just saying you know and 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 he's not all bad but and iron man was for the registry right right yeah (laughs) which again such a cool throwback to the comics you know in the comics it wasn't a superhero registry it was a mutant registry Mm -hmm. you know they, they they were you know doing the mutants and you know or actually i'm sorry in the comics it was a superhero one in the x-men movies it was a mutant one because they could only do x-men and then and you know the avengers so the avengers and x-men movies both kind of tied into that but they both tied into it to kind of lend themselves to the only characters they were allowed to show so i feel like they both did a good job even though at times they were handcuffed you know what sucked for that when it came to that movie the civil war movie for me was i agreed more with the captain america side but mm-hmm. i thought the cooler characters were on the iron man side. really yeah I, I like the I like Cap side. You did? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Everything about it? Yeah. I mean, Iron Man had Spider-Man, which is pretty sweet. Yeah, that's I, I love Spider-Man. Yeah. But but yeah. I'm a big Hawkeye fan actually. Everybody rags on Hawkeye. I know everybody does rag on Hawkeye and but... for good reason too. <laughs> well, even the Deadpool movie. What does he say in the the Deadpool in Deadpool 2 when he they put the collar on him so he loses his power so that his cancer kicks back in. Uh-huh. He can't fight. He's just like he's like with his collar on. I'm just I'm just nothing but just nothing but pure cancer. Give me a bow and arrow. I'm practically Hawkeye. 
<laughs> like, damn. God, that's something else that needs to happen, too. We need Deadpool crossovers here, yeah. too. Well, they claim with with the MCU, with Disney taking it over, that they're going to reboot everything but Deadpool. Okay, good. So they're they're going to just... That doesn't Deadpool's need to... just going to be Deadpool 3, and it's going to be directly off. Those. Is Deadpool part of the MCU, too? No, he's technically part of the X-Men universe. Okay. And they, they reference it, and they show it, but it's pretty much on the outskirts, you know. Um, that And Colossus seems very different in the Deadpool movies than he did in the original X-Men movies, but it's supposed to be the same character. It's supposed to be the same dude. Yeah, and I know the Deadpool Colossus is more is more um, true to the actual comic book mm-hmm. character of Colossus. Yeah, definitely. Uh, he's supposed definitely. to be Russian, yep. which he is, and I thought he's a much better character in definitely. the Deadpool movie, too. And I technically some of the guys, like... Uh, uh, Beast, who's played by uh, what's his name from uh, Cheers, Kelsey Grammer, Kelsey Grammer. H- is in Deadpool for a second. Is he? Yeah, just for a second, and you know, a cameo. Now, which one? Which one is more true? Is it is it the Kelsey Grammer, um, Beast, or is it the probably the young guy? The one. young guy is yeah. more true to it. Yeah, where he was, you know, because in in X Men number one, which is Beast's first appearance, he is not furry. Okay, he he gets that later. Okay. Through, you know, and it's the same thing. He's trying to get rid of his powers, and instead he makes them worse. worse. And that's another cool thing with X-Men and Avengers, like like you were saying, Adam, that they kind of had to tie in. Like, I, I was trivia questioning my son the other day. It's mm-hmm. like, name name me the five original X-Men. And I said, name me the five original Avengers. Can you do it? No. All right, the five original X-Men, Cyclops, Jean Grey, Iceman, Beast, and Angel. Um, five original. Did Angel become Archangel? Right. Yeah. Okay. Same. Same dude. Um. So Wolverine is not an original member of the X Men. In fact, he doesn't show up for about like twelve years. Mm-hmm. He, you know, they they make they start in sixty three. He shows up in like seventy five. But at this point, you couldn't have a first X Men movie and not have Wolverine in it. Yeah. You know, I mean, so they had to change that, and. I think they did a good job. To change. Now, was is it was it how it was in the comics? How it is basically in the movie where Wolverine was very resistant to joining the X Men. Yeah, definitely, okay. definitely. Okay, good. Yeah. No, for sure, for sure. Um, and so I asked my son, I'm like, well, name name me the five original Avengers. The first one he says is Captain America. Which, no, it's actually <laughs> it's Thor, Iron Man, Hulk, Ant Man, and the Wasp are the five original Avengers, but. Captain America is so part of the Avengers. Yeah. You couldn't start. You couldn't start the Avengers movie and not have Captain America in yeah. it from the beginning. Now, after forty years of comics, mm-hmm. you know, so they did a good job with that. You know, yep. they, they did a great job with that. You you couldn't have Captain America join later. Yeah, which actually would have been more true to the comics mm-hmm. to have Captain America join later. But that's yeah. Or they could have done. They could have done something like they did with the Star Wars, you know, universe. And it was it was kind of funny too because my um, uh, my mom's boyfriend asked me about this because I had Star Wars on the other day, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Why did they start where they did? Yeah, in the trilogy as opposed to starting from you know episode one." And I said, "Well, first, I think that." People can get more on board with the original trilogy and the makeup of it than they could with the with episode one, mm-hmm. and episode two, and then episode three. 
because I think there's more relatable characters. Not, not necessarily more relatable characters, but more interesting characters. I mean, you had the Empire. Yeah. Or the Emperor. You had Darth Vader. You had Luke. You had Han Solo. You had Princess Leia. You had... It's a story about the rebel- about yeah, a rebellion. Yes. Yeah, a story about a rebellion against the, you know, against an evil empire. And again, very, very, very um, relatable story to a lot of people. Uh, and you also learn about the Force. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all have watched episode um, four where Obi-Wan Kenobi tells us about the Force. And then you have Han Solo, you know, ragging on it and everything. If you went to episode one and they started talking about the Force, people would be like, what the fuck is the Force? Yeah, it's 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 made up. Yeah, yeah it doesn't... It doesn't it it's doesn't, like, oh, it, so these, there's just a whole bunch of people and they all have the same goofy power. Yeah. I mean, it, it, you need Obi-Wan Kenobi in episode four to talk about what the force right. is. Yeah, those movies so do, do such a great job of sparking the interest of the movies yes. get made later. And ex- I was once a Jedi Knight the same as your father. Yes, and explaining and explaining all the different um all the different aspects and everything, all the different uh you know major themes and and storylines and everything that would that would come into play both after this trilogy and before this trilogy. So um, could the could the uh, M, could the MCU do some, have have done something like that Possibly, with yeah. with the Avengers? Yeah, they could have. They could have yeah. picked up, um, you know, with the most interesting, uh, you know, makeup of the Avengers, and then transition back to okay, well, where did it all begin? Mm-hmm. And in fact, maybe they'll do that, and it may be, and it may be an interesting aspect. On a much to smaller it. scale, you know, uh, supposedly they're making a Black Widow movie, uh-huh. and it's going to be a prequel. Okay. It's gonna be a prequel where she's, you know, it's gonna be her as a as a spy. Okay. You know, so I guess they are kind of doing that to some degree. Okay. But I, I've seen some cool memes. You ever seen the memes where they're taking, uh, you know, a scene from the original Star Wars, but then they just start telling a story about, um, you know, the the old one instead. Like I've seen the one a few times where it's, you know, it's Luke saying, so. uh so you were a Jedi Knight? And, and Ogon's like, yeah, dude, it was sweet. I fought this one four-armed robot dude like six times. <laughs> like, like, like random stuff like that, you know? I'm like, like, yeah, it's kind of cool. Because, <laughs> what, what, you know, you'd think maybe you would tell those kind of stories, right? Yeah. Or, or Luke saying like, like, yeah, I have to, I have to promise to keep to Ben Kenobi. I have to meet up with Yoda. And Chewie's saying, like, oh, Yoda, I know that dude. <laughs> oh, you're meeting up with Yoda? I saw him do a backflip and chop off Commander Gree's head. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah, we go way back. <laughs> but, but, hey, you never know what Chewie's saying. Maybe that's what he's saying in the background. It, it could be. It's like, oh, yeah. I saw him chop off two clone troopers' heads. Oh, wait, you know what we forgot to mention? Chewie died. Chew- yes, Peter Mayhew yep. did die. That, that, that was a bummer. That was, that was a bummer. And he died somewhat young. Was he 74? Something think. like that. He was in his 70s, which yeah, is it's, which it's young. That is young. Um, on the other hand, people who are that tall, um, who, I mean, because he kind of had like a form of giganticism. Yeah, I they, they have health problems. They, they typically don't actually live that long. Yeah. That, so, not that that makes it better or something. And he you wasn't. Know. I mean, when was the last time he was chewy? Was it. Oh, I think was he Chewie in the in the in the first in the 
I don't think he was. No. No, I don't think he even was in the prequels. I think he just is in the three. And I I could be Wait wrong. Wait a second, about was Chewie wasn't even in the He's he... only in episode three of the prequels. Is he? Yeah, he's he's just in episode three with him and Tarful and, okay. and Yoda. And the, you know, Yoda climbs on his back. Yeah. At the end. I think and again I could be wrong on this. I think Peter Mayhew is listed in the credits as like a consultant. Okay. Like a uh, like a Chewbacca consultant, Chewbacca. but it's not him in the suit, and I think he's mostly CG. Is he? In, in those yeah. movies, anyway, and he's he, it's not him in the suit in uh in in seven and eight. Okay, either. Um, same with the uh, um. Oh shoot, what's his name? R two D two. Um. Yeah, he died. Kenny Baker. Kenny yeah. Baker died some years ago. He was listed. He's in the credits for one, two, and three. Mm-hmm. Um. As you know, R two D two consultant or droid consultant or something, but it's all CG. He wasn't really clanking around in the garbage can anymore. Was it you that posted that picture of uh, Princess Leia, R two D two, and Chewie? Yes, uh, yeah. a little tear to the eye. Yeah, it did. There, there's a <laughs> few of them out there that I, I thought were pretty good. There, people do some good artist renditions. That same with when Stan Lee died too. I thought there's some great ones. How come they didn't put Tarkin in there too? <laughs> yeah, really. Grandma, Count Dooku, maybe. Count Dooku, yeah, Count Dooku too. Yeah, we've lost. They've lost a few, and and even uh, Al Guinness too. You know, mm-hmm. like Kenobi. Yep. Um, died. Oh, when did he die? Ten years ago, maybe or something. No, I don't know. I thought it was longer than that. Maybe was it? I... Yeah. Yeah, but. I, he always kind of had a weird thing where he was uh, kind of would rag on Star Wars a little bit. Oh, really? Yeah, Alec Guinness was kind of not like a, a huge. It, it seemed more. I wouldn't be ragging on it now. It, it came across as he was kind of butthurt, for lack of a better word, that that's what he was remembered for. And he was a very established actor who had won oscars and stuff you yeah. know before those movies bridge over the river kwai and movies like that that uh what movie was that <laughs> the bridge over the river kwai oh, seen okay never seen it next <laughs> <laughs> probably his most famous movie that isn't star wars uh, okay um whatever it's a, it's a good movie it's a great book too yeah. um well it could, yeah. loose basically based loosely on the true story of the world war ii the building of the you know the de- build the bridge and then blow it up basically so the nazis couldn't get it back across great book was the empire in it the nazis were so kind of yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, so base yeah basically he's only ben kenobi in that movie too so who cares <laughs> 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 um, but uh no it's a cool it, actually cool book too and it was written by uh pierre boulet Mm-hmm. Who is he's most famous for the two books he's most famous for writing are Bridge Over the River Kwai and Planet of the Apes. <laughs> two two like very different books that you I don't know that just I think most people wouldn't realize were written by the same author. But yeah, Bridge Over the River Kwai and Planet of the Apes written by uh, written by the same dude. Hmm. Both good books. Both. Are there into... other Wookies in it? <laughs> In in Planet of the Apes, it's kind of, <laughs> kind of they talk better than Wookiees, but don't look as cool. Yeah. <laughs> but do we want to get into the second topic of tonight's show? Sure, why not? Yeah, let's do it. Big jump from our uh, you know our fun talk about uh, 
about nerd stuff and the Avengers, which you should definitely see if you have not. But um, we did a show about a month and a half ago, I'm thinking, about all the different presidential candidates, mostly Democratic candidates. We yep. did touch on the, you know, a few. Well, Bill Weld is going to primary uh, Donald Trump. Right. Yeah, we do have Bill Weld in there. Um, we were guessing, guesstimating that perhaps Mitt Romney would jump in. I don't think he's going. I don't to. think. I don't think he will either. You know, I. I think. Um, yeah, I, I think that was. Uh, I think he had plans to. I think, or or plans to perhaps. I st- I still don't think it'll. I still don't think it'll hurt him. It won't. Yeah. If if he if he does decide to do it, it will. It will not hurt him in his aspirations to run for Senate again. Yeah. I mean, people, I mean, Republicans in Utah are going to be much more aligned to Mitt Romney than they will Donald Trump. Right. And he won in a pretty good landslide there. I don't, I don't think, I, I don't think he's going to. He is there. I mean, here's, he's there, Donald Trump. Yeah. I mean, from the, from the standpoint of just popularity, mm-hmm. I mean, he's, he's Mormon and he's, he's Mitt Romney. Yeah. I mean, he's. He's he's well liked and, and he's got a good resume too. You know he's he's done a lot of good things actually, um, but yeah, it sounds like Bill Weld's going to be there. Um, but the one of the other guys we were formulating or guessing would probably enter the race. Who did? Who we wanted, Who we didn't really talk about officially. before is Joe yeah. Biden. Officially mm-hmm. entered, um, entered the race. So we thought we'd talk about that a little bit tonight. Um, Joe Biden entered the race, Adam. You're you're more prone to perhaps vote in that primary than I'm going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and he basically entered and pretty much became the front runner immediately. Yeah. Do you think that's going to stick? I mean, do you? I, sometimes you think like, oh, he's the front runner. Being the front runner a year and a half before the election might not be a blessing. <laughs> you know what I mean? That no, I that know. might be a. That that might not be a good position to be in, actually. No, I know, I know, and you know, all you have to do is just look at the Republican primary from yeah. twenty fifteen and twenty sixteen, and you saw how that shaped out. I mean, Jeb Bush was the front runner, yeah. I believe, in the early stages, and and, and was... even the guys you thought were like the second in command, you know, the who would be next after him were uh, Chris Christie, mm-hmm. um, Rudy Giuliani, um, mm-hmm. guys who really, you know, I, I don't think they, you know, they were gone by Iowa, basically, mm-hmm. you know, in most cases, or, or barely in there. Yeah, I, I think, I, uh, I think what Jeb was out after Florida, I think, yeah, or was that Marco? I can't remember which one. Maybe have been both of them. I can't remember, but. Uh, Jeb. Was it Jeb? Uh, Oh, I, you know what though? Yeah. I mean, there's so yeah, many. Yeah, because Jeb actually made a good play where his, um, you know, he he actually outperformed how they thought he was going to in that primary. I think you're right. I think it was Florida, mm-hmm. and I know his supporters were kind of surprised that he kind of outperformed what they thought he was going to do. And then he said, "No, nah, I'm out." <laughs> Thanks, yeah, but I'm out. I mean, I don't like I don't like Biden getting into it because I don't. I don't. I don't like Biden as a candidate. Mm-hmm. He is. Um, he's a he's a neo-lib who's going to maintain a status quo in this country. Mm-hmm. That's what Joe Biden is. Uh, he's saying. I mean, this is what happens in a primary all the time. But you're going to get a you're going to get the Democratic candidate saying everything that you know that. Uh, 
that Democrats are going to mm-hmm. want you to say. Uh, Joe Biden's been around, though. Mm-hmm. We know his record. We know what he's all about. Uh, the establishment loves him. The DNC loves him. We've seen what the DNC has done before to candidates that they, they don't like. Yeah. We saw it back in 2015 and 2016. Oh, with, they screwed Bernie they, good. They screwed Bernie to no other end. And you know what? They're probably regretting it. I hope they're regretting it right now. I thought they regretted it, and now I'm seeing with Biden, and it seems like they're going to turn around and do it again. You're right. You're right. Maybe, and you know what? Maybe that's... That's an excellent point, Josh. Uh, and you know what? If they go and do something like that again, then you know what? They deserve to get their asses kicked mm-hmm. by by Donald Trump. Is there an element, though, that's just saying, I feel like Joe Biden isn't any of the Democrats' guy. He isn't any of their favorite candidate or choice candidate. But is it just about Joe Biden's the only one that could maybe beat Trump? So we're going to You know, it's funny. It's, it's funny you say that. And I hate mentioning polls just because we saw how polls worked out. Yeah. Uh, well, we 20, all do it. We 20, all we all quote polls all the time, sure. even though they're wrong all the time. In, in, in 2016, I don't want to say they're wrong all the time, uh, but I, when I say wrong all the time, that doesn't mean that they're always wrong. <laughs> I mean, but, but polls are wrong. Yes, I mean, one of the most the one just of like the, a prediction is wrong. All one the time, one, you know? one of one of the most important polls that could have been taken in American politics was wasn't very accurate this right. this time around. I mean, it was accurate to some degree because Hillary did win the popular vote, mm-hmm. but she won. She lost the electoral college. Yeah, but that isn't that. The fact that the Electoral College has rules shouldn't have been a surprise to the pollsters. <laughs> but uh, but what was place. your question, though? Just that is he... Oh, Are, are people backing him because they feel he's the best bet to beat Trump? Well, they. I saw this on MSNBC. I saw they ran one of their polls. You know, they did their head-to-heads with, uh, with, with Donald Trump and which candidates would win, which candidates would lose. Uh, pretty much all of them... Aside from Elizabeth Warren, was beating Trump in a head-to-head. Uh, the one that had the best chance of beating Trump in a head-to-head, I believe it was Beto, uh, with Biden and then Bernie filling up the top three. Uh, I think Kamala Harris was in there, and I want to say that was it, aside from Elizabeth Warren, who was mm-hmm. losing to Trump head to head. Uh, and I saw that. I saw that same poll the last time that, that mm-hmm. you know, the last presidential election we had. I mean, Bernie was beating Donald Trump in a head to head. And it's easy to say that in the primaries. Sure. These is. guys are popping in and they're hot. Sure. There were similar polls about how all the I think, people I think, that were going to beat Obama. Yeah. I, th- I think, I think P- Pete Buttigieg was in there. I think the problem with Pete Buttigieg, though, is the guy hasn't come up with any policy. He's had zero policy, and that's and that's the thing. I know people want to make fun of. of he's young too. He's very young, and I know, and I don't want to hold that against him though. Um, a lot of people were, you know, have been ragging on Elizabeth Warren. At least Elizabeth Warren though has some policy that she's mm-hmm. throwing out there. I. Uh, but. When it comes to Joe Biden, are people, especially the Democratic establishment? Are they going to be afraid that, oh, is he going to be the only one that's going to be able to beat Trump? Yeah, probably. And you think about it this way. Okay, you think about the creepy Joe stuff. Mm-hmm. 
Which I actually want to talk about that a little bit. That's something that Trump people cannot get on him about. They can't do it. They can't do it because Trump is as every bit as creepy as Joe Biden is. The the thing with the Joe Biden, the the Joe Biden touching people or sniffing hair, I think is an absolute media travesty. I think it's not. I think it's terrible to rip on him for that. I really do. The, I, I, I'm so I, I I'm so disgusted by them doing that. I'm not a Joe Biden fan. Yeah. I'm never gonna vote for the guy. I, it's not gonna happen. You know. I mean, I. I really don't see myself voting for, <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll probably, I'll be wasting my vote again this, you know, in 2020. I'm oh, sure. you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm voting. If it's, if it's Joe Biden and Donald Trump, I will vote third party. Really? Yes. I'm not voting for a, a democratic establishment. No, it's, I mean, and I, I like to hear people taking stands like that. I don't know that it really matters. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's, it's a stand I love taking and <laughs> I love hearing people get on board with it i really the whole thing about him acting like he's a sexual predator because he you know was touchy-feely or i i just i i find it to be a travesty look i I find it to be (laughs) offensive and ridiculous you know i'm not i'm not i'm not making a whole lot of of inquiry into Mm -hmm. that into that myself i i'm not on board with joe biden because of his politics yeah that's, oh, that's, I know. That, yeah. that's that's what i'm that's not what i'm getting on board with joe biden about uh but I, I i do think i do think that that's why the 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 dnc is going to try to push him mm-hmm. it's because he they think that they he's going to be the only candidate that is going to be able to beat donald trump and and in, and in many ways they may be right mm-hmm. because how many people are going to be out there how many Democratic voters are going to be out there? And we talked about this a little bit earlier tonight when we were on the air. I, I yeah. told you about that new, that new, um, uh, or it's not new, but that that way of counting votes, that way of electing somebody was the board account. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Explain that real quick. Yeah, the board account is it's 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 a method of democracy where people will go and rank their candidates from the one they like the most to the one they like the least. So, for instance, if you are going and voting for president, say this last election, you can only vote for one candidate. You can only vote for Donald Trump. You can, either, you, you can vote for either Donald Trump, Hillary Clinton, um, Evan McMullen in some ballots, mm-hmm. uh, Jill Stein, uh, Gary Johnson, and you know whoever else was on that particular ballot in that part of the country. Mm-hmm. You couldn't vote for two. You can only vote for one. The board account, what it does is, it's also, I think it's also called ranked voting, is that you would vote, like say uh, in Josh's, Josh's instance, that this past election, Gary Johnson was probably mm-hmm. going to be at the top of his list. So he would rank Gary Johnson as his top candidate. His second candidate would be uh, Evan McMullen. His third candidate would be, I don't know, Jill Stein. Fourth, Donald Trump. Fifth, Hillary Clinton. Um, and he, they would they would count votes like that. So Gary Johnson would get so many points for being the top candidate or the most preferred candidate of Josh. And now when you add this up throughout the entire country, throughout all registered voters who decide to go out 
and vote for their candidates on, on election day, they would count up this based on, you know, based on this board account, based on who would get the most points based off this ranking system. So in that instance, you wouldn't necessarily have, you probably wouldn't have Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton um, as the one and two in all of this because they were such horrible candidates. They were such despised candidates. You had so many instances where people were holding their nose in voting for Donald Trump just because they just couldn't stand Hillary Clinton or they voted for Hillary Clinton just because they couldn't stand Donald Trump. I, I contend and have said for, you know, even before this election that the vast majority of people voting in 2016 were voting either against Donald Trump or against Hillary. Yes, they were voting for the lesser of two evils. Mm -hmm. If you use this method, if this method was in place, then people could vote for who they actually preferred Mm -hmm. as opposed to who they thought they had to vote for to keep the other person out of office. Right. And when you think about it, it's it's just such a more logical and better way of enacting democracy in this country. Right. I mean, and it's not even, you'd say, I'm trying to think of how, you know, how it should be described. Perhaps not even as a method of democracy, but as a, as just as a method of franchise. Mm Mm-hmm. If you will, you know, I mean, like, let's run it real quick. I'm, we won't even bother to say why we would over. And this is, I'm not speaking for me or speaking for you guys. I'm not even saying this, but okay. Let's say that then I voted uh, Johnson one, McMullen two, Trump three, Stein four, Clinton five. And that you voted uh, Stein one, uh, Johnson two, Hillary three, McMullen four, Trump five. Okay. I definitely wanted to say Clinton last for you, and try, you know, and, <laughs> and and go who we actually voted sure. for, you know. But so then, just by ours, the score is Trump eight, Hillary eight, Johnson. No, I did that wrong. It's okay. I'm doing it wrong. Okay, five, four. I thought I could do this faster. Sorry. Uh, okay, so then it would be Trump has three points, Hillary has five, Johnson has nine, McMullen has six, Stein has five. So it, it's a whole mix of different things. Yeah, and in that case, us two, Gary Johnson won. Okay, but obviously case, it's more than two of us are voting. You know, it's all a country doing that. But but Josh, in this instance though, okay, in this election, mm-hmm. how it actually shaped out. You had Donald Trump winning and Hillary Clinton losing. Right. Now, you're going to have a shit ton of people who aren't happy about this. Right. A shit ton of people because there's going to be people who just despise Donald Trump in our eh, wishy-washy mm-hmm. on Hillary Clinton. And even if it was the other way around. There's sure. just so many people who hate Hillary Clinton and are wishy-washy about Donald Trump. In this case right here, if Gary Johnson were to win, Josh would be happy and I would be like, eh, right, whatever. And, and isn't that a, a better system where you're looking at this idea where, okay, we have to pick a leader for 300 million people. Mm-hmm. Nobody is going to be happy, but... Under the current system, you have 
a situation where 50% of the people are going to be miserable with it. Yes. Wouldn't you rather have a system where some people are happy? Like 10% are 10% miserable? 10% are miserable. And a whole bunch of people are like, okay, I can live with that. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, don't, you're never going to get your perfect candidate. Ever. How, how many people out there, how many people out there right now, based on what we just did right now, mm-hmm. I know there's only two people doing it. Right. Uh, but based on that, how many people out there could live with a Gary Johnson presidency right now? Right. I think a whole bunch. Again, not my politics, not my politician. Um, I probably, I, I probably disagree with Gary Johnson more than I agree with him on, mm-hmm. but is he, would I rather have Gary Johnson than Donald Trump? Yes, I would. Right. And the thing is, under that system, even assuming that all the people that voted for Trump still voted for Trump mm-hmm. and all the people that voted for Hillary still voted for Hillary, Trump or Hillary would not have won the election. Yeah. It would have been one of those other people winning. Now, expand on it further. Um, those people that voted for Trump, those people that voted for Hillary, under this system, maybe they wouldn't have because they probably would have put Trump or Hillary second. Mm-hmm. But they wouldn't have felt like they had to vote for one or the other because it's wasting your vote if you don't. Yeah. So now people aren't wasting their votes nope. on it. And now there's going to be people, like you asked the question, would people hate if Gary Johnson was a was president and i guarantee there would be somebody out there listening who would say oh gary jensen's a goofball he didn't know what aleppo was Mm -hmm. okay that's all you know about gary johnson because because (laughs) he didn't know what aleppo was because the the media decided to um jump all over that and kind of they decided to they decided to dispose of that candidate because he didn't know what aleppo was right when really hillary clinton and donald trump had each had a dozen gaffes, far worse than that, in in speeches and debates and and, and whatever. Donald Trump said he would grab he grabs women by the pussy, <laughs> and people are sitting there harping on uh, on Gary Johnson not knowing what Aleppo was. Exactly, exactly. But so then, again, expand on it further, further. Maybe if this system was in place, maybe the libertarians wouldn't run somebody quite so goofy. Yes, you know they they might not run somebody quite so. Goofy. And again, and again, I think I think they both might have run Ron Paul. I, th- I, th- I, th- I, th- I think both of us are are in agreement that yeah, Gary Johnson is kind of a goofy. He is, yeah, <laughs> he's he's kind of a goofy dude, you know. I mean, but I, I think he's funny too, you know. I mean, the, the you ever you ever see the the clip where he's on the panel with the people and they're discussing um, all the negative things that marijuana can supposedly do. He's supposed to be the guy there saying that, you know, marijuana should be legalized or decriminalized. Mm-hmm. And this woman starts just giving these nonsensical facts about how it's, you know, leads to like heart problems and can cause heart yeah. attacks. And Gary Johnson just pretends to keel over like he's having a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> so they talk about what, what years of smoking pot can do to you. And he just all <laughs> <and> goes, <laughs> falls over. It's good, but he's funny. He's proving a point, yeah. you know? He's just saying, like, listen to these dopes, you know? Um, but. Yeah, I mean, it's just so many people hate these other candidates. and You you can bet that pretty much anyone that put Trump number one is going to put Hillary five. And any person that put Hillary one is going to put Trump five. Yeah. Maybe not. 
Maybe not. Maybe not. But you'll never find out under our current system. This is something, too, and I know you you kind of alluded to it earlier, too, Josh, about when it came to you know, thinking you had to vote for somebody, but it, it, it eliminates people voting for, you know, just voting strictly down party lines. Mm-hmm. Right. Too, you know, I, which is something that I think is, is a, is a problem when it comes to, when it comes to voting, because people will see the R, people will see the D next to the name and they will, and they will automatically vote for that person. And, and I hate to make this criticism of people because I think, a lot of intelligent people fall into this category. But I know a whole bunch of people in my life, smart people, educated people, well-read people, who will tell you to your face, and they, they, they believe it themselves to some degree, but they will tell you, no, I would always just vote for the better candidate, or I would rather see this you know, I'd love to see this, or the two-party system's corrupt, or, uh, you know, all the stuff you hear constantly. At the end of the day, 95% of those people that say that stuff vote for the same R or the same D mm-hmm. that they vote for in every goddamn election. Yeah. Every single time. Mm-hmm. You know, you got 50-year-old people telling you that, well, yeah, I, you know, I want to see an end to this. It's like, but you've been voting for the same damn letter your entire life. Yep. For 30 years, you've been, but you've been, you know, you say you don't care about that. You, you say that you want the best, but you say you have standards you go by. You say you care about certain issues. At the end of the day, you vote for that same R or you vote for that same D you've been mm-hmm. voting for since you were 18. Yep. You know, sometimes people switch, but even when they switch, typically, then they just switch. It's just, it's just from a D to an R, right. an R to a D. Yeah, it's, I used to be a Democrat, now I'm a Republican. Mm-hmm. I used to be a Republican, but now I'm a Democrat. But then once they make the switch, they're not prepared to make that switch regularly. They're mm-hmm. just, no, I used to be a Republican, now I'm a Democrat. Yep. And they won't say it that way in so many words, but it's true. Mm-hmm. It's the truth. It's, it's, what, it's what you are. And... I feel like we'd be better off if people at least acknowledged that. And the funny thing is, too, I mean, it's so it's so ironic and it's so it, it, like I said, it, it's 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 funny that people make that switch from Republican to Democrat and then Democrat to Republican when many, 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 many instances, it's the same right you're so right it's the same exact thing yes there's going to be there's going to be little tiny differences here and there uh which and i know i say this i i've i've said this before between a neoliberal and a neoconservative uh but they're all essentially the same exact and and the can we, no, and, and both both parties do the same thing. And when I say parties, I mean the people that vote for them too. The, you're a Republican, so it's good when a Republican does it. It's bad when a Democrat does it. You're a Democrat, so you it's 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 okay when a Democrat does it. It's terrible when a Republican does it. I mean, like look at you know. And by the way, I agree with this. I, I oppose tariffs, but I see all these Democrats all over social media ripping trump apart how he's going to ruin the country with tariffs it's like when democrats are for tariffs you don't give a damn about tariffs 
You don't care about tariffs one bit. Tariffs don't bother you at all. You've never lost a second of sleep over tariffs when Democrats are yeah. doing them ever in your life. And you hate tariffs because Trump likes tariffs. <laughs> and same with, I mean, I for eight years, I heard Republicans crying about how Obama was going to take our guns. Oh, my God, Obama was going to take our guns. Trump comes through with a bump stock ban, and I'm like a pariah amongst Republicans <laughs> for criticizing him or saying that it's anti-Second Amendment to to take this. I mean, it's like now Republicans just are lining up to give up their bump stocks. Like, take my bump stock first, Mr. Trump. I mean, it's, it's pathetic. Or it's pathetic. the, uh, you know, how, you know, the ICE now with you know deportations and stuff like that and look i i i think i think ice is horrible i think ice needs to be abolished but where was everybody on the left when obama was deporting just massive amounts of people right right or when obama was you know bombing you know, country after country in the Middle East. Yeah, kind of like um, <laughs> when they showed on the on the news all the you know the the kids in cages down at the border, and then they said, "Oh crap, those pictures were from when Don- when Obama was president." <laughs> like it's still bad if you're opposed to it. It's still bad. Look, all of it. Still uh, be opposed yes, to it, but yes. just know that that actually happened while your guy was president, <laughs> not the guy you're criticizing right now. Yeah, it's a, the the classic one that that's to me just nothing more than hilarity just pure comedy is executive orders oh my god just republicans <laughs> crying over executive orders when obama did it and democrats saying it's okay then trump gets in starts executive orders democrats are crying and republicans are like oh but these are good executive orders like, no they're not no they're not like, you actually you actually you actually make a a point before I, I can't remember if it was on a show or not josh but you you but you've made mention before that there are good executive orders and most of the time it has to do with military issues just because right. the president is considered the commander-in-chief of the military and right. what's a commander-in-chief if he can't be a commander-in-chief <laughs> yeah. when it comes to the if, military if he can't be the chief of command yeah if you are you know when you when you look at it from that point of 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 american government mm-hmm. of an american an- government viewpoint another one that in a, a form of executive order and this is typically and i know i'm not trying to just be like yay ronald reagan used the greatest ever you know I, I do like ronald reagan i would take him over of, of the presidents that have been around in my lifetime yeah give me reagan for for the whole time and i i'd be content um and i'm far from perfect but mm-hmm. but the, a kind of Reagan-esque, and not every single one he did, but a kind of Reagan-esque executive order was you do an executive order that is the will of Congress. Mm-hmm. Congress is the are the legislators. Congre- Congress legislates. But some most of the Reagan-esque executive orders, and he did do quite a few of them, were things that it was already plain that Congress was going to pass mm-hmm. X, Y, or Z, and he began to execute will of congress through an executive order beforehand mm-hmm. basically to to expedite the will of congress because congress can't do things overnight congress mm-hmm. can't do things as quickly as one man who is the executive can do that that is a kind of executive order that is constitutionally acceptable to to some degree you know if the president guesses wrong well then that executive order needs to be undone mm-hmm. quick like you know but for the most part, 
you can see the writing on the wall and you can see how Congress is about to act. And for a president to execute that with an order, you know, prior, there isn't really a, a, an issue of un- unconstitutionality there, yeah. at least in my opinion. And I'm not necessarily a, you know, a constitutional scholar, but that, that makes sense, you know. Um, you know, uh, I guess a, a example for modern day, and this hasn't happened yet, but if it were to become obvious that Congress was going to get rid of the marijuana laws, if they were going to do away with these, you know, antiquated laws of, you know, of jailing people for, for marijuana and they were debating the vote or debating the ins and outs or who's going to get what bit of pork or who's going to get what add-on, and the president were to issue an executive order to say, nobody's getting arrested for pot anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's it's become plain that this is the will of Congress yeah. and that that will pass. That's not a terrible executive order. You know, it's when you have an executive order on something domestically that is basically you're legislating. Well, like Obama said, I have a pen and I have a phone. You know, and like how Trump's done, where he just came in and said, Congress is a basically a pain in my ass, so I'm just going to do it without him. Mm-hmm. No, you can't do that. Yeah, That's wrong. It's wrong. But again, you know, Trump does it and Republicans are okay with it. Obama did it. Democrats are okay with it. Yeah, I mean, and, and if you wanna if you wanna circle all of this back to back to Joe Biden, like I said, I mean, there's there's no difference between between a neoliberal. There's no different real difference between a neocon. There's going to be yeah. little nuances that are that are different mm-hmm. between the two, but for the vast majority, uh, they are pretty much the same thing. I mean, you can make. You could make an You could make a. You could. You could say that many Republicans are neoliberal. You could make. You could. You could mm-hmm. say that many Democrats are neoconservative. Uh, and when it comes to Joe Biden, he's going to maintain that status quo. He's not yeah. going to be. He's not going to be any different um, fundamentally. Than you know what we've seen with, uh, in some cases with Barack Obama, in some cases with Donald Trump, and Joe Biden himself. Um, it's just it's just, it's just not. I mean, it's it's status quo to the teeth. Yeah. That's what that's what yeah. that's what Joe Biden is. And if that's what you want, then go ahead and vote for it. Uh, if that's not what you want, then vote third party. Right. Vote third party. There's you know, not going to be any. Look, we are where we're at right now with Donald Trump. Um, we are obviously halfway through his presidency, well, his first term, and we can see what happens when within government. We can mm-hmm. see the checks and balances that that happen. Yeah. Uh, in some cases they work out. In some cases they don't. Uh, but for the most part, whatever it is that happens, I mean, take for instance, those tax cuts that were supposed to be, uh, that were supposed to be implemented to help the working class, to help the middle class in this country. Yeah. I want to ask a question out there to everybody. Have those tax cuts actually 
affected you at all? Probably not. Mm -hmm. Probably not. Now, would it have been any different if a Democrat was put in that position? A neoliberal Democrat? Probably not, yeah. which is what we have under in, in most circumstances. Um, I think the only I think the only difference that we're going to see when it comes to something like this is is if Bernie Sanders wins on the left, or if some well it won't happen this time, but say if Gary Johnson won, mm -hmm. you know, back in two thousand. What was even it? like a Ted Cruz? Yeah, if 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 uh yeah if if either one of those two candidates, I think Gary Johnson more so than than Ted mm -hmm. Cruz. But uh, if Gary Johnson won, I only say in Ted Cruz because we're talking taxes, and Ted yeah. Cruz is an abolish the IRS guy. Yeah, um, I, that's the only time that I think you you would see any real difference with any of this. Mm -hmm. Yes, Donald Trump talks a good talk when it comes to his base, but is 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 the wall built right? No, you know, and as far as I'm, as far as I'm concerned, when it comes to taxes, I, I don't care about the politicians and their smoke and mirror games with taxes. I'm an anti-tax guy, and that doesn't mean that I don't I don't pipe dream high enough to say that although I'm a taxation and stuff guy, that all taxes are going to be abolished. But when it comes to taxes, and this is doable, whether they want to admit it's doable or not, mm -hmm. I'm basically. Unless you're an abolish the IRS guy, GTFO, man. <laughs> really, like I don't care because because yeah, you know, getting rid of the IRS is something that's very doable, and mm -hmm. that doesn't mean we get rid of taxes. But I I want to hear get rid of income tax, abolish the IRS. And is and is Donald Trump gonna do that? <laughs> Hell no. No. Is Joe Biden gonna do that? God no. No. Neither one of those guys uh, are know, gonna do so, it. So so there's smoke and mirror games. Trump's gonna give more back to you, and your that's why people are so dumb though. You know, Trump technically did what he said. He said he'd give more back to you in your paycheck. And then people said, oh, you gave me more back in my paycheck, but then my return was smaller. Well, you didn't really think he wasn't going to tax you, did you? <laughs> I mean, come on, morons. What did you think? Or the whole notion that, oh, well, if we give a big tax break to, to big business and corporations, that somehow that's going to trickle down to the employee. Mm -hmm. Fuck off. Yeah. No, it's not. It might trickle down to somebody, but it ain't you. No, it's not you. <laughs> yeah, if, if you call trickling down a, a, a corporate CEO's pocket, yeah. then yeah, that's that. Yeah, that it could trickle down that way. Another thing you're probably going to be hearing about, Josh, maybe maybe down the line, maybe it's going to come from a Democrat. Maybe it'll come from from a Republican. But that universal basic income. Did mm -hmm. you hear anything about yeah, that? Yeah. About how you know the government is going to give you. Um, a thousand dollars a month, uh, every um every month, and start doing away with uh with 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 you know some social programs to help people. Mm -hmm. Um, again, it's another ruse. It's another it's a, it's another guise for um further government control over over people. Right. And yeah, it's, no, it's, it's, like... it's 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 not something. Is it something that I'm going to die on a hill for? No. But is it any type of is it any type of long term fix to the some of the financial problems that we have in this country? No. No, it isn't. Right. It's 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 a bunch of bullshit. That's yeah. what it is. Extra thousand bucks a month. That that sounds awesome. 
until two years from now and now your rent is doubled because <laughs> that's what's going to happen. Yeah. You know, that, that's what's going to happen. Do you know what's weird for me, Adam, is that, you know, we've all been trained or most of us have been trained in this country to vote for the lesser of two evils. Now, I'm proud to say, whether it actually matters or not, I'm proud to say that I have rejected the idea of voting for the lesser of two evils. Mm-hmm. I know that most people are still going to, but I'm not. That's just me. I am not. I am not going to vote for the lesser of two evils. It just, I refuse. But I still can't help myself but look at it that way. And I'm kind of, I'm kind of analyzing the Democratic platform. And as somebody that I don't like the Democratic Party at all, I don't like Donald Trump. So as I'm looking at all of them, I'm kind of thinking, all right, well, I'm not going to vote for Trump and I'm not going to vote for them. But I am kind of looking at like who I'd rather have, like mm-hmm. this guy or Trump. And I admit there are people on the Democratic side, Joe Biden being one of them, uh, Bennett being one for sure, but he doesn't have a snowball's chance on how Bennett. Oh, okay. Yeah, you recently joined that. I'm saying that right. He's there's, from he's from out west, right? Yeah, there's so many. It's it's right. huge right now. How right. many? Um, you got Eric he, Swallow too getting yep. in there, and yep. yeah, it's just. Um, there are a few of them that I look at it, and I'll, I'll focus on Biden, I guess, for now. That I look at. Okay, if it's Biden versus Trump, well, I'm not voting for either one of them. I'm, I'll be voting for third party. But there is a part of me that it's like. I would kind of want Biden to win that mm-hmm. for a reason that I normally would oppose. And it's exactly what you said. You said, you know, you want you want the status quo? You want to keep the status quo? Go ahead, vote for Joe Biden. But there's part of me that thinks, God, if, if Joe Biden were to get elected and serve for four years, because he'd probably only be a one-term president, yeah. then – Maybe it would bring some normalcy back to this country mm-hmm. for a minute and just end this whole Trump thing that, you know, economically, I probably side more with Trump than I do with Biden. But he's just such a polarizing pariah of a man that I feel like, God, if we just had boring old Joe Biden in there for four years, it's kind maybe of funny it would you're... just like, maybe it would maybe the country would just kind of go back to normal. It's kind of funny I feel like that the, the Republicans can't hate Joe Biden as much as they hated Obama or as the Democrats yeah. hate Trump. Yeah. Because he's just like, he's just a dude. Yeah. And like the, the meme, the, the kind of like baseless criticism of Biden, that's, it's nothing more than just a silly joke or a talking point, but there's just that little bit of truth in it is Joe Biden's that guy that he's been in, he's been in politics for 50 years and now he's going to change things. Exactly. I mean, like Joe Biden's been there. I mean, he's 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 been in office longer than I've been alive. And what, what have you done to to make the country a better place? Mm-hmm. Eight years as vice president, a million years in the Senate and the House. Nothing, dude. And, Nothing. You know, and the thing is, too. And the thing is, too, Josh. And he's part. And he was part of a very very influential wing of the Democratic Party. Mm-hmm. I mean we're not talking about about a Bernie Sanders who was who's who's a democratic socialist but caucuses with 
with the Democrats in the Senate just so he can have some type of place there. Sure. A fringe um, guy who's yeah, witnessed a change in a party that now he feels he can he could lead. Yes. Or we're not talking about a Rand Paul who in many cases the same thing as, mm-hmm. as Bernie Sanders just on the right. You know, he's 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 very much a libertarian. Right. But he calls himself a Republican just to, you know, kind of prop himself up a little bit. Um, Cause in, in guys like Bernie Sanders and guys like Rand Paul, who disagree with their own party a lot. And I know that Bernie Sanders is technically just recently an thing, actual Democrat. The, th- the thing with Bernie Sanders, though, is a lot of, you know, the Democratic, you know, talking lines now are his stuff are more towards you know right. bernie sanders bernie's been more successful with it than than Rand paul yes been. he and has even though Rand paul's always been a republican yeah. but basically um these are guys that they see at least something in one of the parties they see a a, a segment a wing of their own wing mm-hmm. that could at least bring them to the promised land. Sure. You know, and I think that's it. You know, I know a funny quip I've seen about Rand Paul, because I'm a big Rand Paul fan. You know, they, they'll show that face of, you know, him like making like a sad face and, and just like that moment when you realize you could have been president, but your dad turned everybody into an anarchist. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and like, there's some truth to that. Like, you know, it's like he's, he's actually the embodiment of, what Ron Paul was, he's actually a much better candidate than his dad, you know, but it's like, so, but his dad turned so many people into just saying like, screw it. I'd rather not vote at all, (laughs) you know? And, and that's, and that's kind of what he's stuck with at this point. And I, and I think what I was, what, you know, my point to what I said just prior about, you know, where Bernie Sanders is on the left to where Rand Paul is on the right is, you know, you're probably going to get a lot of people coming out there too saying oh well you know you're talking about what is you know what has joe biden done or you know what's joe biden gonna do to change anything now what has bernie ever ever done throughout his time in the senate or what has Rand paul ever done throughout his time in the senate and the, the point is and, and, and what i'm getting at is bernie's influence for the majority of his career in the senate there was nothing he could do he was mm-hmm. such a small voice within the left. Right. And same thing with Rand Paul too. He was such he's he's been such a small voice within the right that they really can't do anything. Mm-hmm. They yeah, can't. And when you consider that and then you look at yeah. accomplishments of people like that, yeah. Pretty damn impressive. Yeah, there's there's nothing they can do from a large standpoint. Now if they become president of the United States, then okay. Which is why their parties are so scared of them. Yeah, there's there's more than there's more of what they can do. And truth be told, you know, I mean, and I follow this very closely. I was a guy, I was a big Rand Paul supporter, and then I later voted for Gary Johnson for president. Rand Paul's more libertarian than Gary Johnson. Mm-hmm. He's significantly more. I mean, if you look at their their viewpoints, mm-hmm. Gary Johnson, in a lot of ways, and I like the guy. I do. I like the guy. I'm I'm don't regret my vote at all. I wouldn't take it back at all. But Gary Johnson's kind of a lousy libertarian. Mm-hmm. He's he's actually kind of like that guy who he's a moderate Republican who has democratic views on social issues. You know, and he really actually is kind of like lockstep with the Republicans on economics and lockstep with the Democrats 
on social issues. Mm -hmm. That's kind of a lousy libertarian in in some ways. Mm -hmm. Rand Paul, which is why the Republicans are pissed at him all the time, it really is actually kind of a true libertarian, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, like Ron Paul was. Except Ron Paul had some kind of goofier fringe ideas. Rand probably shares most of those ideas, but he just is... Doesn't uh, doesn't lead with him the, <laughs> the way his dad used to, you know. Um, and that's just, you know. On the other hand, like I said, with the lesser of two evils, with Biden, there's several candidates on the Democratic side that, if they get it, it just doesn't mean I'm voting for Trump. I already made up my mind. But, um, I look at them. Kamala Harris is the one that pops into my head instantly. Yes. If it's Kamala Harris versus Trump, I hope Trump wins. Honestly, I do. I'm not going to vote for him. Again, I made up my mind on that. You know, I, I have said with Trump, there is a, a handful of things um, that could maybe potentially sway me to vote for him. They're not going to happen. One of them being, one of the rumors that the Trumpkins were trying to start a while back was, Trump's going to abolish the IRS. It's like, says who? <laughs> says who? Is that what they said? Th- that was, that's been going around okay. recently. And I've come out and said, listen, I'll say it. I don't like Donald Trump. He abolishes the IRS. I'll vote for him. <laughs> I will vote for him in 2020. I will, I, will, I will do it. I will vote for Donald Trump in 2020 if he abolishes the IRS. He's got to do it, not say he's going to do it. Like, he's president right now. He actually has to do it. Mm-hmm. Even if it's through unconstitutional executive order. <laughs> I will vote for Donald Trump. I will go in there. I'll make sure I don't eat anything that morning so I don't puke in the poll. And I will vote for Donald Trump <laughs> if, if he abolishes the IRS. <laughs> it's 2019 right now, guys. It's not going to happen. No, that's not. It's not going to happen. It's not. But, hey... You know, I, I said this when Obama was president, and I'll say it when Trump is president. I don't like him. I root for him. If he does good things, neat. That's great. That's great. I, I, you know, I hate saying this because I. This used to be one of my biggest pet peeves when people would say this about the president. But bottom line with Donald Trump, there's really only one problem with Donald Trump. One big problem. He's just such an asshole. Yeah. He's and really, I, I've always hated it. I remember when I, I, I couldn't stand Bill Clinton. But I remember people used to say that. Like, Bill Clinton's an asshole. And I used to say, why do you say that? Guys, this was me as a, a teenager when mm-hmm. he was president. I say, why do you say that? Like, you can't think of a better way to describe the president of the United States. Even if you disagree with him, you can't think of a better way to describe him than he's an asshole. Really? That's all you got? Talk about policy. Talk about what he's done. Talk about why you disagree. Heard of him. I remember people saying it about uh, George W. Bush. Mm-hmm. They would say he's a lot of times they would also say he's an, he's an idiot. Like yeah, okay, that's why he graduated from Harvard and Yale because he's so stupid. Um, I think just Yale. He didn't graduate from Harvard. Yeah, he did Harvard uh, Business. Did he? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, uh, graduate degree, Harvard, mm-hmm. business degree afterwards. But maybe yeah, I can graduate from Harvard then. <laughs> <laughs> but but again, people would people would say that stuff about George W. Bush. Should be like, really? He's president of the United States. You can't think of a better criticism of that. Mm-hmm. There's plenty to criticize the guy about. You can't think of it. But yeah, now I fall into that. When it comes to Donald Trump, why don't I like him? Because the guy's such an asshole. That's why. He is an asshole. You know? I, I'm sorry. He just, he is. And I know some people love that about him. 
Yeah. Some people just they love do. that about him, you know. And I guess you are entitled to that. You you can as a American voting citizen, you are in, you are entitled to that. Yeah. If that if you want to vote for him cuz you love that he's an asshole, then yeah, that's something that you can yeah, do. Yeah, that is a you know, if that is a genuine appeal to you, okay. He says he says what he means and means what he says. Does he? I actually don't I actually don't think he does. I actually just think he's just kind of a jerk who just says outlandish and rude things and won't stay off Twitter. You know, but he says things that he thinks his base wants to, right. wants him to say. Right. He I mean, wants but, to hear. That's what he does. Yeah. No, I mean and and like I've said about Trump before, you know, people people always use the excuse and a lot of times it's warranted. They say, well, he's trying to do the right thing. Congress is blocking him. Okay, that could be said about a lot of presidents, actually, mm-hmm. over the years. But, I'm sorry, Trump doesn't get that excuse because he is probably maybe the first president in U.S. history who ran for president saying that wasn't going to stop him. He wasn't going to let Congress stop him. He was a deal maker. Yeah, he was going to do it. He doesn't care. He'll bust heads. He'll do what he has to do. He's going to do it. He knows that the swamp is corrupt. He's going to drain the swamp, and he's going to get it done even though they're going to try to stop him. So when Trump or Trump's fans say, well, he'd have done it, but the you know, the Democratic Congress is stopping him. No, sorry. You don't get that excuse. George Bush Sr., he got to use that excuse. I'm not a the hugest fan of George Bush Sr.'s presidency. But yeah, he said, mark my words, no new taxes, or whatever he said, read my lips, no new taxes. Mm-hmm. His own party screwed him and raised taxes. You know? <laughs> I mean, they, they, both parties basically double-backed and screwed him over. That should have been a legit promise. He really did get, like, you know, and then they tried to use it. He's a liar. Like, he's not a liar. Congress actually kind of lied to him and said they'd back him and then didn't. Mm-hmm. You know, so I guess it's it, it wasn't a liar. He was wrong. Keep in mind, too, Donald Trump had both the Senate and the House. Yeah, no wall, no. I mean, he, they were they were both Republican controlled through half of his. Uh, right. Through half, almost half of his presidency yeah. or his first term. Yeah. And still, I mean, nothing was nothing was able to get done as no. far as as far as building a wall or you know any of this other stuff goes and anyone that knows anything about history knows that doesn't matter even if it's a popular president he was gonna lose seats in the midterm mm-hmm. you know so come on i mean you know i mean i i have to imagine and i'm not just talking about trump i'm talking about all the politicians you know presidents everybody in congress everybody in the senate supreme court all these guys out there that they have advisors who are smarter than me Mm -hmm. and i knew that yeah i could have told you that so i mean who who are you getting your info from guys and you know what the wall's never going to be built it's not going to be built because you know what's going to happen even i mean i it's going to be held up in litigation and for however long Donald Trump is going to be president for. Mm-hmm. That's what's going to happen with this. But Well, and, and they may get something, but, I mean, lest we forget, and we could probably wrap up and go to the Around the Empire, you know, mm-hmm. to our news section soon, but they'll get something, and there will be some that will claim victory. 
The promise was, we're going to build a wall and Mexico's going to pay for it. Mm-hmm. At best, we're going to get a fence and guess who's paying for it? Mexico. <laughs> we're going to get a fence and we're going to pay for it. Hey, it was very, it was very specific about it, though. It was going to be a big, beautiful wall made out of concrete. Mexico was going to pay for it. Right. So we're, we're not getting a wall. We're going to get a fence that the American taxpayers are going to pay for. Maybe. 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 And it's going to be through tariffs or through taxes. Right. Direct right. income tax. Right. Right. Doesn't quite roll off the tongue when you're screaming at it at a bunch of your and, uh, supporters at a rally, does it? Though? Right. And and when <laughs> and when people say, well, oh, well, we have to pay for it, then Mexico is going to pay us back. Okay. If our tax dollars are used for it, and then when Mexico pays it back through tariffs, if the federal government then actually legitimately mails checks back to us back to people okay that (laughs) non-tax deductible checks (laughs) i really and that's possible that could be done it won't be done but that could be done it's very easy to track they track everything with taxes not because they care about the money but because they want to know what's what you're doing in your personal private lives but if they actually track you know uh well, Bill Gates paid $750,000, and <laughs> Josh Hauslander and Adam Hernandez each paid, well, Adam paid $372, and Josh paid $264, <laughs> and then after the wall gets built, we all get our checks And Mexico mail. pays it back, yep, and, yep. Then, promise kept. Okay. But, no, at The best, closest thing we'll ever get to that is... Say Mexico somehow pays for it, they write a big old fat check to the United States. That check to the United States is going to go to some bullshit, <laughs> right. whatever, whether it's increased military spending or something. Right. It's not going to so, go to people. So the American public will pay for it, then Mexico will pay back the government. Yeah. So. Okay, well, I guess you could say, well, Mexico paid for the wall, but guess who else paid for it? <laughs> I mean, that, that's so. So the country gets the wall, and then the government gets repaid for it, or yep. whatever. Whether that's through tariffs or whatever, mm-hmm. or it doesn't. And you know, either way, the people paid for it. But hey, I'm ready to go around the empire with Adam Hernandez. Are you? All right. Yep. Um, won't be too long tonight, just because we're we're out of time. Um, but the New York Times, um, New York Times tax documents show Trump businesses lost more than one billion in a decade. President Donald Trump's business reported losses of 1.17 billion from 1985 to 1994. The New York Times reported Tuesday, citing information from tax documents from those years so something is obviously leaked when it comes to his uh when it comes to his taxes and i'm sure we could pretty much all kind of see this happening but uh yeah 1.17 billion dollars lost from 1985 to 1994 according to the new york times based on some tax info that they were able to uh to get their hands on didn't we always kind of know that though you know that Trump was always filing bankruptcy and yeah, I think I think I think that's I think that's something that could have that could have been assumed. Mm-hmm. And, um, 
I'm sure business people will come out, you know, like these big business people. A lot of businesses work on a loss. They work yeah, on a deficit. Yeah, they work on a loss, work on a deficit, you know, you got to close up shop sometime and, and start up something new and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And that's, I'm sure, the case with a lot of this, mm-hmm. with a lot of this stuff. But, uh, um, yeah, so there we go. There's the first inkling of uh, probably Donald Trump's tax returns and tax information mm-hmm. coming out that he doesn't want people to know about. Is there going to be more to it? Probably. Probably. Um, but moving on, let's see. What else do we have here? Um, yep, there is a... There was another shooting today at a Colorado school. It looks like one has been killed and several others injured. They actually made the arrest, though. They arrested, uh, I believe it was two students at the school that uh that actually conducted the shooting um i don't know much more of what is happening with that um according to the independent police say at least seven and maybe as many as eight people were injured after at least one gunman opened fire at a stem school in highland ranch colorado not quite hmm. sure what a stem school is that's you know uh, yeah is? that's where they focus on what is it science tech technology oh is it it's uh i can't remember exactly what's done but it's where they focus on on science and math oh okay yeah is the is the stem program it's very very technical science math. i think might even be science technology engineering mathematics hmm. i i could i could be i could be slaughtering that but, okay but it's definitely uh means it's a science and math based thing um, let's see. Kim Jong-un supervises guided weapons tests. Trump says, I'm with him. This comes from the Huffington Post. North Korean leader Kim Jong-un supervised a strike drill Saturday testing rocket launchers and tactical guided weapons to increase the combat ability of the nation-state media confirmed Sunday. Analysts believe one of the weapons was a newly developed short-range ballistic missile, reported Voice of America. Following early reports of the tests, President Trump oddly tweeted Saturday, I am with him, referring to Kim. Anything in this very interesting world is possible, but I believe that Kim Jong-un fully realizes the great economic potential of North Korea and will do nothing to interfere or end it. He also knows that I am with him and does not want to break his promise to me. Deal will happen! Exclamation point. Hmm. So, uh, curious. Yeah. Yep. Uh, let's see. All hail the new king, Thailand's playboy monarch, who is 66 years old, is carried through the streets of Bangkok in colorful procession and lavish th- in a lavish three-day coronation ceremony, according to the Daily Mail. Thailand's new king has taken part in a lavish display of color and pageantry today on the first of his three-day-long coronation ceremony, uh, which is over now at this point. Okay. To the sound of cannons, pipes, and chants, King Maha something-something, 66 was crowned in the country's old tradition in the Grand Palace throne in Bangkok. King Maha is the 10th monarch of the Chakari dynasty, which has reigned over the kingdom since 1782. He ascended to the throne over two years ago following the death of his beloved father. Uh, I saw some of this on TV. It was, huh. it was, I haven't heard much of that. It though. was really quite a, uh, quite a, 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 an interesting coronation. Uh, I mean, because I guess the king of Thailand is also kind of seen as a religious figure mm-hmm. to the, to the Buddhist faith. And you had like people kind of bowing down in like a religious nature huh. to him, also. Um, but yeah, he was. It was kind of yeah, cool. 
yeah. interesting part of the part of the world you don't hear that much about. Yeah, I want to say I think, and I think Thailand though is a constitutional monarchy, so uh, you know they have some power. Sure, sure. Um, and in fact, I I don't know if it's like you know the Queen of England, where you know you've mentioned before, where like if the Queen of England comes out and says, "Eh, I think we should do this." More often than not, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, the how you know, Parliament's probably going to be like, ah, oh, okay. Right. Who are we to go against right. the Queen yeah, of England? Yeah, I have a feeling maybe it's, uh, they technically have brought the same powers as the Queen of England, but the, the English monarchs haven't used those in a while. Yeah. I mean, what's so weird about, like, the, you know, a constitutional monarchy, like, in England that we hear so much about, we never hear about these ones, you mm-hmm. know, but, and you can't pick up, uh, inquire, uh or a star without, you know, seeing uh, one of the English royals on the cover. But, you know, technically, any act of parliament can still be vetoed by the queen. By the queen of England. But, you know, they... I think the main thing is they don't do it because if they ever did it, then maybe it'd be tested and they wouldn't listen. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and and then that power would go away. But as long as they never use it, then the power still kind of remains yeah in in and, and on the flip side too i mean what kind of can of worms would that further open mm-hmm. up to between you know old school monarchy and you know new school parliament right uh whether it's you know what kind of further tension is this right. going to cause? If, yeah if, if they were to ever use that power it might be all over for them yeah that might be the 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 moment where they say, "Okay, time to vote away the monarchy." <laughs> yeah, and I don't know. Maybe it's just, maybe it's kind of dystopian type of you know pessimistic thinking from some certain aspect. I, I could I couldn't care less about the fucking British monarchy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I mean, would this would this cause like you know any type of unrest you know in the streets mm-hmm. of in the streets of London and you know England and, and whatnot? I mean. They already have Brexit on their on their hands right, <laughs> right now, and you know what the hell they're gonna do about that. But you know, all of a sudden, tension between the monarchy and Parliament. I mean, is that going to cause you know some people to start to stand up for the monarchy, or is that gonna you know cause some people to stand up for Parliament? And I should look this up too. Do you know there's there's you know you know anarchists, mm-hmm. um, but there's monarchists too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 it, that never crossed my mind, and I was like, "Huh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna Google monarchist." Do you know what? Uh, why, why I did some research on that some years ago. What's that? Is um, I have one good friend of mine lives in New York who always argued politics with this guy. Yeah. Um, before I go, I had very similar arguments with him that I've had with you, Adam. Mm-hmm. You know, I, he was always on the left, and I was always, you know, more more so on the right back then, too. We were always arguing with each other, and he was coming back into town, and I thought it'd be funny if I told him that I had switched and became a monarchist, monarchist. <laughs> 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 when he came back, um, just for shits and giggles, basically. So I did a little research on it, and I was surprised when I did the research on it, some of, like, the, like, finer points and like i was like well you know what <laughs> like they i you know i you know this isn't me but uh, josh is josh not, is a monarchist it's not as like, you know, it's, this isn't as crazy as i thought there, there's some good points here and i firmly believe this too i've said this before and i firmly believe this that behind closed doors especially the british monarchy but probably other um 
other royal families, I'm sure, do. I firmly believe that behind closed doors, they, like, talk about how, like, hey, let's weather this storm. Maybe this democracy fad's going to go out. <laughs> Might be 100 years or so, but just... You know, just lay low a little yeah, bit. Let, you let's know, just roll with this whole parliament let's thing. Let's do the thing. And... Well, they'll still, you know, keep kissing our rings, and we'll, they'll show our weddings on TV, and yep. it'll be good. And and maybe some of this will, you know, blow over. Take control again. Yeah, and then we'll, we're gonna kind of, you know, jump back in there, and and we'll wait till like they, you know, really are in bad shape, and then we'll just we'll just pounce. We'll yeah. we'll just leap back in there and take control. I know they have those conversations. I, I you think know. So. You, you, you I know they, think they have to. Yeah, that they're like, they're like hey, we're, we're. yeah. Especially when there's still like active monarchies, like uh, there's a French monarchy mm-hmm. still that none of them have ever been to France. Yeah, because they're banned. Yep, but they're still there. There's uh, you know, the German monarchy. There's an Iranian monarchy. Yeah. There's I... a Prussian monarchy. Is there a Prussian monarchy? Yeah, and there. I mean, the the country of Prussia hasn't existed. Hasn't existed. You know, I mean, not only has, was the monarchy ousted from Prussia, but Prussia doesn't even doesn't even exist anymore. Yeah, it's not even a place. Yeah, but there's you know they're there. There is a monarchist. Um, I'm I'm looking this up on Wikipedia right now, but a the prominent American monarchist. His name is Charles A. Columbi. He was born on November 8th, 1960. He's an, also an American Catholic author and lecturer. So, hmm. yeah, he is a uh, he is a monarchist. Catholic guy, really. That's kind of weird. He's a Catholic guy, yeah. Catholic monarchist. There is a movie. I cannot remember what it is. Um, it's an old, old movie um, that I remember seeing in college. One of my history uh, professors showed not even the whole movie. I think I, later I went and rented the movie and watched the whole thing. But it's a story of Maximilian Habsburg in Mexico. Mm-hmm. You know, they sent him over there to kind of like be the monarch when, you know, to kind of like control Mexico. And he was a good guy. He wasn't a, you know, but in this movie, they kind of give some speeches of his in it. And this movie is kind of known as showing like the last, um, the last ditch effort of monarchy. He's mm-hmm. showing like the the last um, ideas of them. He's making the case for monarchy, and he actually make does a good job of making the case for monarchy mm-hmm. in uh, in this movie. And it's kind of interesting. I wish I could remember off the top of my head, but uh, <laughs> I bet I I could look it up and probably you know with the a Google search or two find it, but it's showing the Maximilian von Habsburg and how he's, you know, trying to show how it's better for the people. And he, you know, and, 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 you know, showing the stability in the, and even the aspects of lib of potential Liberty through monarchy. Sure. But it doesn't work. I mean, the Mexicans revolted. <laughs> <laughs> and, and as you know, there's no hap, <coughs> there's no Habsburg monarch running Mexico right now. No. Would they be better off with one? Who, Mexico? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say no. Uh, so you know, Mexico's actual official name is the United States of Mexico. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. No. Uh, let's see. Anything else? One more here, maybe. Um, let's see if we have a good one anywhere. Georgia Governor Brian Kemp signs the heartbeat abortion bill. Um, seems like it's 
too much talking right there. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, come on, one more, one more, one more. Uh, Kentucky Derby. Who cares? Did you hear about that? The Kentucky yeah, Derby thing. Yeah, they are. Uh, they're suing them now. Yeah, who gives a fucking shit? <laughs> God. Um. Hmm. I don't want to do any more British stuff because I know that whole royal baby thing is going on again right now. Um, here's a sad one. Pacific gray whales are starving and dying at an alarming rate, and scientists aren't sure what's causing it. According to the Daily Mail, gray whales that have starved to death are washing ashore along U.S. Pacific coast at an unusually high rate this year, according to marine scientists. A total of 31 gray whale carcasses, many of them... Uh, emaciated have been spotted on beaches in Washington, Oregon, and California. That's the most dead gray whale since 2000 when 86 carcasses were found. Dozens Mm. more of the aquatic mammals have shown visible signs of malnutrition. Scientists say the gray whales are leaner than usual. Some they've seen were so skinny their bones were visible. Why aren't they eating? I don't know. I don't know. Um, Yeah, sad thing though. Gray whales washing up on shores. Uh, they forgot how to the... eat, or I don't know. I don't know if these are like those baleen whales. It looks like they might be, you know, like the baleen whales mm-hmm. that eat the krill and shit like that, mm-hmm. as opposed to the. Uh... Are they wearing like berets or anything? I'm just wondering if they tried to go vegan. <laughs> no, I don't think I don't think they're doing that. I don't think I don't know if whales would uh, would hold up very well as being. Uh, well, they're not holding up very vegan. well. They're they're starving to death. Poor well, thing. they're not vegan, no. <laughs> I don't know. You ever see like those, I saw this nasty video one time. It was this, I think it was like in, it was in an Asian country. I want to say it was like in Thailand or China or something like that, but, uh, or Taiwan, something. But there was this big dead whale like on the back of this flatbed truck, like semi, and it blew up. The whale blew up? The whale blew up just because of all the gases inside of it and everything. Oh. And it just drenched this entire street that they were, like, towing it down just in fucking whale blubber and oh, and guts and just shit everywhere. It was so fucking gross. You oh. ever seen the one where it's down south somewhere in the U.S.? I, I don't know if it's a shark or what washed up and... They didn't want to like clean it up the regular way, so like a couple of contractors had this great idea that they were so gonna, they're gonna blow it up. Yeah, and they like convinced them that like, oh no, this is gonna work, and they, it just blew all over the city. <laughs> oh god, just disgusting <laughs> like fish parts just all over this beach, mm-hmm. all like went into the city, just nailed all these people who were like, like, hey, eventually and there was just like a few of like a few people at the time like. It seemed like a dumb idea, but they convinced us. <laughs> they said it was gonna work. Like you know, like what are you supposed to do? You know, like, Mother Nature will end like, up taking care like, of it one way or the other. Yeah, I mean, they were like, oh, "God, we could we could have left it there to been better than this," or <laughs> or just God forbid, you know, do the dirty work and cut it up and haul it away. Yeah. And, 
clean up the beach and that's one of the problems you run into though with anything that's like dead i was watching this one i know it's sick but it was like on the la county coroner Mm -hmm. and they were talking about you know just how careful they have to be when they are removing like dead bodies from apartments or houses and shit like that that have been there for a while yeah like there's this one guy that blew his head off with a shotgun and he kind of fell back on his back on his bed and the lady, the coroner who showed up, she's like, yeah, you got to be extremely careful not to move them too much. Because if you move them too much, they're going to explode. Jeez. And, yeah. I mean, well, because that's why we involve people. Well, right. we... we <sighs> Otherwise, when, you know, if you don't involve I th- I them, think, like... I, th- I, think we, I think we embalm people more so for, like, preservation for funerals. I think that's why we we more so embalm people. Though. Yeah, but but for the funeral, if if you don't do it, at well, the if funeral, you don't, though, yeah, like, if you don't do it, then you're gonna start to rot. And, yeah, yeah, you're gonna start to rot anyway. Well, but. and I mean, most of my knowledge in this comes from Bad Boys too, but this is like <laughs> the the like a dead body will like fart. Yeah, and it'll just like like be like disgusted. But basically, that's like and when, blowing Will, up. And well, when yeah, when Will Smith starts feeling up the uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a dead body will fart and that should yeah. their funeral out fast oh man my grandma's funeral was like it was like entirely too long it was when i was younger i hope nobody from my family's listening right now but i'm sure they're probably not but uh yeah it was entirely too long it would it seemed like it went like an entire fucking week and her cheek i remember was starting to turn black a little bit oh, it was yeah that's how you know it's gone on too long yeah Anyways, that's it, Josh. That is it. Well, this has been webisode number 100 of the X-Cast. It's a good milestone. We're very proud of it, but we're just getting started. We're just getting started here in the X-Cast, so we will, um, we're glad, and here's to 100 more, Adam. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, definitely, uh, definitely fun, yeah. Another 100 more. Absolutely. We'll see you back, not next week, next week we will be doing uh are we deep, deep issue we are deep issues oh next yeah it was, a, week. it was a five month april yep. or a five tuesday april yep and next week's deep issues is on constitution. the constitution and whether it is still relevant all right but two weeks from then we'll be back here with xcast number 101 thanks yep. for tuning in everybody appreciate it see ya